transform you in the I hate a storm, Hail Marys, I make it poor Good, I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defiant Rise What's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls We all lean once the coin guitars Got the kind of action, never acting No need to scramble to get traction We make it happen From two fours to four three The founder of Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars And the author of uh, Hit Me Now, Love Me Later Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut Coach, every time you come on I laugh, I learn something And then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legends roaming around. Hey, me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good. So are the Stogies. Some real thought, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slap dick whiskey, slap dick cigars. Be true to yourself and see if if, yo, yo, yo. if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. Yo, yo. They asked me to do a podcast. They said let's call it the Slap Dick Podcast. What up, what up, what up? The real coach JB here on this Fearless Friday. On the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast, right here live on YouTube. Make sure you come on over and spot and and subscribe to some can of dips. Go get you some. They're actually pretty good, man. I got the camo on today. I got the camo shorts to rock with the can of dips can of, camo hat. And I'm rocking a, a lip full of can of dips. Go make sure you head on over to CannabisCBD.com. Get you a 20% off using the promo code CoachJB. Make sure you head on over there today and tell them I sent you. Uh, proud sponsor of uh, the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast is Canada Dips. I got my little spitter chilling on this fearless Friday. I have no fear. Hopefully you all are here. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, Keith, Mike, all you guys that aren't members, become a member. Best dollar ninety-nine you can buy. You can call in, talk to me, chop it up. I'll be doing trivia again next week. We're starting back with the trivia questions. You can learn, you can earn you guys some uh, gear, visors, hats, hoodies, whatever it may be, a t-shirt, a book, a poster. Who knows what we're giving away, but we'll be having the trivia back cracking here on the Hate Me Now, Let Me Later show. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, we're here on this Fearless Friday, the 29th of July, 2022. Appreciate everybody joining me, man. Also, a proud sponsor of the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later show is BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Make sure you subscribe today. Get you 50% off welcome bonus using the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Don't fucking forget, MMA is this weekend. London, I believe. A big card. You can do it all Make sure you head on over to betonline.ag. You can also bet Vegas Vegas games, uh, casino games. They got blackjack. They got everything you can think of on betonline.ag. Head on over there today. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off. Man, California dog, hey, I, I think I'm a big participant um, in making this fucking thing over about a $1.2 billion that it is tonight. Mega millions. I got me another 100 tickets. I had to go do it. I got me a thick 
pack of shit right here. I gotta get me something out of this motherfucker, right? You would hope. We'll see. Um, there's gotta be a scam, right? There's gotta be a scam on how to win this fucking Mega Millions. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I got a little deal. So here's a here's a deal, right? I pick some of my own numbers sometimes. So here's the deal. I gotta be real. There's 70 possible numbers, and then there's 25 bonus numbers or mega number, right? So at least if you buy 25 tickets and you pick every single possible mega number, you're going to at least win that, and you're going to win $2, okay? Now... There's not 70 numbers fucking fucks with your brain a little bit because you can't figure out how many tickets it would take to pick every single possibility. There's just no mathematical equation to that. So trust me, I've looked into that shit. When it's a billion dollars, shit. I want to win this motherfucker too, just like all these other motherfuckers. You know who's going to win? Watch. I bought 100 tickets. A lady came right behind me. She purchased one fucking ticket. She purchased one ticket. And her ass is going to be the winner. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's a way to do it either. Yeah, there's just no way, man. You know, it is what it is, dog. It's luck of the draw. Throw some shit at the wall, see what it sticks. Hey, I got a lot to discuss here on this Fearless Friday, man. Let me get you started off with the quote of the day. Um... We're going to be fearless today, man. Um, Quote of the day. We grow fearless by walking into our fears. We grow fearless by walking into our fears. Make sure you grasp that concept. I hope you can grasp that concept and walk into adversity. Jamal Scott, former player of mine, was on the show the other day. He came in and talked about he knocked out the heavyweight. I showed the video. And he knocked out the heavyweight because he looked that motherfucker in the fucking eyes. And he put fear into Goliath. You know what I'm saying? That's what I used to preach to my babies. Get them motherfuckers to look through a motherfucking piercing eye. Piercing eyes are a much more fearful eye than a motherfucker that looks down. Uh, Ask Mike Tyson. Ask Buster Douglas who beat him. Ask Holyfield. Those people stared at Mike Tyson in the ring if you ever watched the fights. The other ones all looked away. Tyson knew he had them like a pit bull. He dominated them. Just like a pit bull, when he, if, if, you, if you meet a stray pit bull, don't look away from him. Don't run from him. Look that motherfucker in the eye. Look him in the eye. But it is what it is. We're here on this Fearless Friday, man. We're on Twitter Live. We're also on uh, YouTube. Make sure you come on over. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. Um, contrary to belief. I got to go get back into the English one-on-one because our, I see our English language is just being butchered by every fucking slapdick out there. And all the slapdicks out there butchering our English language, I had to get back to. So principle versus principle, all right? A principle is like a principle is a person who runs a high school, right? Um, then there's principle... On principle, just on principle um, of doing things the right way, right? 
You guys do know that there's different ways to spell shit, and just because it's pronounced the same fucking way, there's different ways to fucking use them. Fill versus feel. I have a feel for something versus fill the hole. There's a completely different spelling. Spounds the same, but it ain't the same fucking word. So make sure you guys understand that. Because this is contrary to belief. Sponsored to you right here by Canna Dips. Make sure you head on over to Canna Dips. Alter versus alter. Alter something like I want to change something. And then at the altar, you know, your bride or what have you, you guys are at the altar, which is a holy, totally different deal. And all you motherfuckers out there, stop spelling quiet like quiet. Like I'm quite the idiot versus quiet down. Make sure you understand it's two fucking completely different words. And those are spelt differently as well. Slapstick of the day. Um, don't have it in here, but slapstick of the day, I want to put it in here. Um, we got a lot of them out here, but I got to show you this. You know, I've been on this BBL kick. I'm on this BBL kick, and we just talked about BBL. Brazilian butt lift, right? Well, look at this fucking bitch. I want you to see her, and I got to give her the slapdick of the day because there is overdoing shit, and then there's just straight up, you're fucking ignorant, fucking, you don't need to be influencing anybody when you look like this. No, I got the white, white, white. Oh, I don't get it. I do not understand how you got to look. You got to do that much. You got to have some low self-esteem, dog. You got to have some low self-esteem. I mean, that's just real shit. You got to have low self-esteem to just do all that shit to your ass. And I don't care if she made good Chinese or not, dog. Uh, That's not even attractive. That's not attractive. That ain't attractive, dog. I mean, come on, man. That's not attractive. Okay, um, and men, you gotta have good 15, 16 inches to get into that. I, I, let's make sure we're clearly talking about the evidence. You gotta have about 15, 16 inches to open them cheeks and dive deep, because you ain't even gonna find it with no, with no, with no Deshaun Watson micro penis. You're not even gonna get past the crack. You're not even gonna get past the crack. So. I don't know, dog. We are in a fucked up world right now. Fucked up world right now. You know what I'm saying? I just don't get it. Um, That's a slapstick of the day. Poll question today. The poll question. Who starts this year? Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold? 
Who's going to be the starter this year for the Carolina Panthers? I don't know. I think there's going to be uh I think there's an I think there's some other shit in the works. I think Sam Donald's a starter. I think there's I think Sam Donald's a starter. I don't think uh Deshaun Watt. I mean, I don't think uh, Baker Mayfield has what it is. So, it is what it is. Um I think Sam Darnold starts. Baker is uh, obviously got the hype, but I think he's also shittier. So that's the poll question. Um, word of the day. Got to get it in. Got to get my ghetto words of the day in. Um, hotels, the word of the day. My, my girl ain't going to tell her ass nothing. Nothing else. Because that fucking hotel, everything she hear. <laughs> you motherfuckers took a word Hotel and said two words, put it into one word and use it in a motherfucking sentence as a motherfucking meaning to something. That shit is crazy. I ain't ever going to tell that girl shit again because that hotel everything. You motherfuckers made it a hotel in one word. <laughs> That's the word of the day. Um... Lots of discuss here on the day, man. I got to get into my pet peeve, though, man. It just irks me. My pet peeves irk me. I got to get into my pet peeve of the day here. Um, Pet peeve clicking at the bottom of the screen here. Driving fucking slow in the fast lane. Please give me a fucking amen if you guys agree. Driving slow in the fast lane has to be one of my fucking worst Pet peeves. Gotta be. Gotta be one of my worst pet peeves. Can't stand it. Um, get out of the fucking fast lane. Get out of the fast lane if your ass can't fucking drive up to speed. Get out of the fast lane. It's just downright disrespectful and rude. Get your ass out the fast lane. Fuck. One of my pet peeves, man. This show will be uh, as long as normal shows today. I got a lot of shit going on, but we will be back Monday stronger than ever all week long. Uh, make sure you hit the pound like the button. Hit the like button. Pound, the, pound that bitch down. Down, down, down. Sugar free. Pound, pound, pound. And uh, become a member if you're not one. Um... Uh, I'll be back Monday for Menace Monday with Zach Smith. And we'll be chopping into some football as we get closer and closer to the season. I got a lot of football to discuss today. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this horrible home invasion guy. This motherfucker is absolutely horrible. It's fucking hilarious. Like, we are dumber than any other time in, our, in, 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 in mankind, in my opinion. We are dumber than Neanderthals. We're dumber than Neanderthals. Like, this motherfucker spray-painted a fucking camera with nail polish remover. 
I mean, you got to be shitting me. Man, hopefully, uh, Brian, hopefully I win this mega. You know what? I'll come back on Monday if I win the mega. You never fucking know it anyway. Because I'm, I'm loyal to you guys because you guys have been loyal to me. So, you know, I'll be back. Uh, I'm getting tired of this Ukraine uh, president. He, he came off cute in the beginning, you know, rocking a pro club and fucking jeans and thought he was hard and a gangster and all this old shit. Um, but now, man, this motherfucker is on the cover of Vogue magazine with his wife. If you haven't seen this, we're sending this motherfucker $60 billion and uh, he's doing photo shoots for Vogue magazine. I think that he looks at us like we're a bunch of suckers and I think he's laughing at us on the way to the bank. And uh, this is the shit he's doing with his wife, dog. Like, I see some American dollars in there. <laughs> I see a lot of American dollars right there. Uh, but he wants more money. He wants more money. I think he's slapping us in the face, taking Biden for a ride. I think he's an absolute Fucking, he was a, what, an actor or a comedian or some shit like that? Um, I don't know, dog. This shit sounds like a big old scam to me. I think the motherfucker's a scam artist, and I think we're being scammed, or we're a part of the scam. Um, you just really never know. You just never really know. You know, this Zelensky cat, though, if you haven't seen the interview with this bitch, watch this. Is it true that he didn't tell you that he was going to run for president? Say it true. Say it true. Uh, he forgot. <laughs> he forgot? You forgot to tell your wife you're running for president? Each day he was thinking, that is the day, that is the moment I should tell her, you know. I saw his New Year's address and found yeah, out was he was actually running. Wait a minute, you, you found out on TV? No, really? He was going Mr. to president, run. I'm, I was not laughing so much. This is your opportunity to apologize to your wife. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and these motherfuckers are a mockery. We're giving these clowns $60 billion. $60 billion we're giving this motherfucker. Like, dog, they got a lot of dirt on Biden, I get it, and his son and all this old shit. You know, I don't know, dog. I'm not, I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer in the shit. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just getting perturbed about the motherfucker now. I'm going to break down Baker Mayfield's throwing motion later on, but in the meantime, this is the... Cleveland Browns new helmet. If you haven't seen it, this will be their alternative helmets they'll be using during the season. Um, it's basically Deshaun Watson on a on a bed getting massaged by about seven hundred bitches. <laughs> oh god damn. That should be the helmet for them motherfuckers, man. I really do believe it. I do believe it. Um I got to get into it. We got, we got uh, Brittany Griner, obviously. You know, we're traded for the bitch. We traded for her. But what about this? U.S. teacher sentenced to 14 years for traveling to Russia with marijuana. He don't have the backing. He don't have the money. Biden, are we going to trade for this motherfucker or what? 
Are we going to trade for this guy? What's his trade value like versus fucking Brittany Griner, the dude with an Adam's apple? I'm curious to know, are we going to trade for this man? Because if we're not, then we have a fundamental issue, which is a bunch of bullshit. And that dude right there, I argue, I argue that that right there, that dude has more trade value than Brittany Griner. I argue that that teacher has more gr- trade value than Brittany Griner has. I'm just telling you, dog. That's how fucked up that is. Like, if we don't trade, if we traded for Brittany Griner, then we need to trade for this dude. I mean, that's just what it is. A, a teacher, if but again, the teacher's an idiot too, because he knew better to go over to this foreign country with weed. Just like Brittany Griner should knew, should have known. But, you know, it is what it is. They got Brittany Griner on the cover of Time magazine. I saw that, TJ. Um, I think I have a picture of it. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, it's fucking unbelievable. I'm not even giving no, too much more credit. Um, I don't know if you heard about the monkeypox, right? San Francisco and New York have basically declared a monkeypox deal. So I want you to see this video on this guy who stands very strong saying that monkeypox is only because of gay sex. And everyone on the fucking panel is trying to make excuses as to why it's not. Take a listen. It's a pretty good rule in life. Uh, don't attend gay orgies. Uh, when you look at the New England Journal's report of the five orgies they reviewed. Ned, come on, man. It's not what? about gay. How about no, not absolutely. any orgies? Go look, at, go look at the New England Journal's report that NBC News reported on, on Friday, in which of the 528 cases they reviewed, 95% were between sex between men. Yeah, I think we actually have to have a serious conversation about where this is coming from. When I'm done, Brad, you can talk. Instead of going crazy and declaring a national pandemic when 3,000 people have it right now, it's insane. I don't know, man. You don't have to be gay to get monkeypox, and uh, you don't have to be bigoted when you talk about treating something that is that easily spread, Marie. It's not bigoted. Yeah, it is. This, this is science, Kennedy. 95% yeah. of the cases from the New right, England I, you Journal You know what? I'm going to let Brad respond. Okay, I'm going to let Brad respond because, Brad, we have 372 doses. The United States, in Denmark, where the, the smallpox, monkeypox vaccine is manufactured, they were ready to go, but uh, because this has been an issue for more men in the gay community, it seems like it has been lower on the priority list. Brad. Yeah, look, Ned is right when he says that monkeypox right now is mostly affecting gay men. The problem is that public health-wise, not going to orgies in general is a good policy to not get sexually transmitted diseases. 100%. And so we have to be really careful. We saw with the AIDS crisis, with the HIV crisis, about how certain communities or certain gay people will be stigmatized yes. over something that lots of people do. And we got to be careful about that. And that kind of, I will use the term, bigoted language that makes it seem like the only people they get this or from one group of Americans. Hey, guess what? Gay men also have friends and family members and colleagues. And this is not just transmitted through sexual activity. It's transmitted through close contact. So you don't fight diseases. I'm glad Brad brought up HIV AIDS. You don't fight diseases by caricaturing the people.
I get dumber listening to these fucking idiots. I just, I'm gonna be honest. I get dumber and dumber, man. I get dumber and dumber. The there there there's a deal out there right now that the drag queens and the cops are in collusion on basically grooming our babies. Take a listen to this shit. said wake up i actually think you parents here need to wake up this is child grooming what's taking place and you should be ashamed of yourself every single parent in here should be ashamed of yourself for wokeism it's disgusting this is child grooming what's going on child grooming who knows what autogynophilia is who knows what autogynophilia is who knows what pedophiles are excuse me what Everyone here is an adult entity. No, listen, you're a child, you're allowing child grooming, go in place. Don't even think about touching me. I give her a shout out, that lady right there calling these bitch ass cats out. I gotta give them a shout out. At least she had the balls to go in there and tell these cops and these fucking weirdo drag queens. I don't understand the drag queen push on babies. Like, I can't understand how fucked up you got to be as a parent to keep pushing drag queens on babies. I am very, very confused on how that's a big deal. I don't understand why this is such a huge deal. Um, I don't know, man. This shit's starting to become crazy. Apparently, we are... Being monitored on the land, the sea, and in space. Take a look at this. Australian Navy ship Is it? turning our way. The turret's turning at us. Boy, we should hide Adrian in case they think we're trying to You people think you're free? What happens if an unidentified aircraft flies into the no-fly zone? We've set up a demo today with this Cessna and the Air National Guard. I'm going to be inside of this Cessna, and we're going to be going rogue. We're going to fly into that no-fly zone. And Just enter the no-fly zone now. Our pilots aren't talking to air traffic control, ignoring their calls to reach them. That triggers an alarm at the Air National Guard base. These fighter pilots scrambling to their jets. They're on alert and ready to take action 24 hours a day. Taking off to intercept our rogue Cessna. Reaching the target in just minutes. This is the view from the F-16. That's my Cessna right there. You can actually hear, I don't know if you can hear it on camera, you can hear that fighter jet coming by. I mean, there's no way you don't hear this or notice it. Coming up on the left side of our plane. Uh, that is as, as intimidating as you would think it would be. Look at that fighter jet. He's right off our wing. Another F-16 swooping in on the right, calling us on aviation frequencies. Yeah, 
want to escort us out of the area so they're not going to respond and that motherfucker gets shot down then you're again another fucking idiot um who just don't get it but apparently we're intercepting motherfuckers in the water motherfuckers in the sea i mean on, on the sky we're we can't go nowhere apparently we're watching everything but it is what it is i don't really give a fuck i'm tired of this whole drama i'm tired of listening to all these motherfuckers talk too um What's going on with Joe Buck? Can anyone explain to me what the fuck's going on with Joe Buck? Um, why is Joe Buck looking like this? And why is he promoting his fucked up hair and getting hair plugs? That, to me, is a real weird old fuck. I like Joe Buck too, man, with Troy Aikman and shit. I don't understand what's going on. Why is Joe Buck pushing this thing so hard? Um, I'm very curious as to what the fuck Joe Buck's doing. He did a video in the fucking, in the doctor's office getting his hair fucking pulled in or pulled out, whatever the fuck he's doing. And I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I was, I'm watching Pat right now, man. They're, they're, I think they're, what, two under combined because Gooch is three over. Uh, Reed is in the lead at what three under four under Pat's one under that's four under but then they're three over with Gooch so there must be one over uh, or they're one under I believe total as a group and I don't know if you know that but them fucking groups win win the whole thing they get big money um Joe Buck looks fucked up dog I don't know what's going on with Joe Buck um this is one of the most disturbing things I've seen in quite a while and I just don't know where we're going, where we're headed. I don't understand it. I, I miss the old world. I do miss the old world. But this mother right here is carrying babies for her son and his husband. Have you ever seen a fucking picture like that? Have you ever seen a picture as disturbing as that motherfucker right there? I don't know, Lucy, can you imagine doing that for your son? Can you imagine that? That shit right there is fucking incredible. I just want you to look at that motherfucking picture. Please let me. I want to know how she's carrying the baby. Did he fuck? I got to ask the question, Lucy. Did he fuck? I mean, what is going on here? What the fuck is happening? Did mom fuck? So the boyfriend is the brother of the son. I'm dog. I'm fucking confused. I'm over this shit, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I really don't. I got to get rid of this picture. Some positive news. Ash just does not give up. Ash will not fucking. He is his daddy to a T. He does everything his daddy does. He thinks he is the fucking end all be all. Here he is at my kitchen table today as I drink coffee. 
He wants to sit on the fucking table and hustle with his dad. I get it. That fucking makes no sense. This motherfucker is the fucking epitome of a slapdick alpha male who wants to sit with me and drink coffee. Like, I know this motherfucker, man. He's unbelievable, dog. He's fucking unbelievable. Oh, man. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, surrogate mother, all right. Shit. This is crazy as fuck. I don't get it. Um, lot going on. There's shit going on every day, dog, that I don't get. You know, I don't understand all that shit. But Ash gives zero fucks about anything in life, man. Look at this motherfucker one more time. He just don't give a fuck. That's Ash sitting at my table as I drink coffee. He don't give a fuck. But it looks better than Joe Buck, right? It looks better than Joe Buck's fucking hairline. And it definitely looks better than a mother carrying a baby for her son and his husband. I don't even know how to explain that. My mama is having my baby... For me and my husband. How the fuck do you even explain that to your kid? (laughs) How do you fucking explain that to your kid? Like, that's what I want to know. That's the shit that blows my mind. I I don't understand it. I don't get that shit. Um, If you haven't heard Pelosi, she's another fucking rumbling fucking cunt that I just can't stand. But if you haven't heard her talk, listen to this shit. Sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, most of the product that we've done is. Except now we we may have added in the last day or so. And some of what we added is Senate to the bill. Like a hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. (laughs) Manchin doesn't want hearing in the bill and all that stuff. Um, so some is Senate-oriented, and then we have the family medical need. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some bird and privilege. I think, I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub, because privilege drug is deadly to a bill. Convertible, it's important, it's, you have to take it out. But privilege violation can take you out. So, so we're, again, getting that as we go along as well. But when we pass a bill, then they will f- see it in its aggregate and make uh, some... Any concerns that any of this is, quote, messaging because that they have to take some of those things out regardless, no matter what you send over? You said you weren't going to send a, a messaging bill. No, no, we're not sending a message in the bill, but we uh, want to be sure that what we send is not birdable or bird bath or privilege scrub. They're the two um, exercises we're getting engaged. Bathing What in the fuck did this bitch just say? me I can't even understand where to be I can't even start the conversation on what the fuck we just heard right there like I have no fucking idea what we just heard I swear to god if you guys know what she just said please translate that bitch to me let me know um unfucking believable 
what the fuck she was just saying, I have no idea. I have no idea what she said. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this dumb outfielder, but uh, it's pretty comical. He might not be in an aura you need to go for long. You got to put that glove in your face. Ooh, and he's wow. got glasses on his hat, too. Yeah, yeah. you got to have the glove in your well, face. Uh, so if you might not be in an aura you need to go for long. You got to put that glove in your face. Ooh, and he's wow. got glasses on his hat, too. Yeah, yeah you got to have the glove in your well, face. Uh, so, if you so basically, you're telling me this motherfucker has a bunch of shit on that don't do nothing because he's not using the shit he's carrying. It's like a golfer having nothing in his bag and walking around with the bag. Like, why are you walking around the bag when you have nothing in it? Like, how about you put the glasses on to protect you from the sun so you can see the ball and then fucking put the glove in front of your face so you don't get hit in the fucking orbital bone and break your face. Charles Barkley basically has said... Fuck no to the live. Unfortunate. I mean, even though I don't know how good he would have been as a golf analyst or announcer, he would basically everybody would have listened to him. But Barkley just said no. He's in the discussions with Live Golf. Uh, he'll return to the inside the NBA on TNT. I don't understand why there's a there was a conflict anyway. I don't think basketball would have conflicted with Live. I think Barkley and David Faraday would have just spiked up the. Listening, and I believe not having a TV contract right now hurts Charles Barkley. I think Charles Barkley wanted a contract with the TV channel. I think so. We're gonna see. I'm not sure who who they're gonna get. Saudi Arabia could buy whoever, so they may buy Fox and just fucking put Live on Fox. I don't know. Um, I'm watching uh, Tyrone Brantley. Dog, is that you, Tyrone Brantley? Tyrone Brantley, Brantley that played for me, Tyrone Brantley. What's up, boy? It's been a minute, dog. Hope all is well. Uh, miss you. Love you. Hope you're all all doing well, man. Uh, where you at? You back in Florida? Or you here? Um. Yeah, I'm watching a uh, reach five under. Um, Pat Perez is now. I'm not sure what he is. Uh, Dustin Johnson's one under. Pat Perez is one under. So there's seven under right there, and then Gooch, I believe, is two or three over. So that puts them back at four under as a team, which is going to put them. I believe they're 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 behind uh, Stenson and them. So, uh, you know, they're doing well though. Pat's one under. I mean, he's doing well. Um, now nah, the live don't cut nobody. There's no cuts in the live. Everybody gets paid, dog. What up, Tyrone, man? Shit, it's been a while, dog. Glad you found me, man. Hope all is well, brother. Um, we we'll have to chop it up, man. Get you on the show. It's been a while. Tyrone's in the show. In the show. He, uh, he played for me years ago. Um, years, years ago. Shit, 09, 08, 09, 010. Um, Tyrone played with me, man. Great athlete. Freak of nature. Athletically, man. Gifted dude. Glad to see him around, man. Doing well. Um... Uh, 
I got a lot of little shit to talk about. But before that, since we're talking golf, I'm going to bring out my top five golfers of all time. And we could debate it. You guys could debate it. If any of you know anything about golf, we could debate it. Uh, I have no issue with debating my top five golfers. But it's my top five golfers, though. Remember, it's my fucking top five. It ain't your top five. So on the bottom right here, I got Jack Nicklaus at number one. I'm going to keep Jack Nicklaus at number one as the all-time golfer until somebody breaks his fucking majors record. He has the most majors. He did it, and he owns it. And people don't give him enough credit. Oh, well, Tiger's the most dominant player. Well, really, he's not because he hasn't passed Jack Nicklaus. <laughs> And people don't give Jack Nicklaus enough credit for not being a fuck-up. And we give Tiger Woods too much credit for being a fuck-up. That is just my opinion. We feel sorry for Tiger almost killing himself and running a whole prostitute ring and cheating on his wife. We give him too much credit for those things. How about we... Phil Mickelson, Keith Westbrook, he's actually at the live right now. He's like three over. That's where he's at. Is that what you're asking? Oh, okay. I'd make sure. <laughs> One of my pet peeves, dog. I might block you, Keith. I'm just letting you know, dog. If you're not a member, I might just block you because I just fucking blocked Brian Martinez the other day because I just told you one of my pet peeves. If I put my list on this motherfucker, don't ask me a fucking question. Where's Phil? Like, I don't know where the fucking is. He owes $200 million to a fucking loan shark. I know that. But he ain't in my top five, is he? I don't understand why you can't grasp the fucking concept that this is my top five. Why would you ask me a fucking question when I put out my top five? I'm still trying to fucking compute the thinking and the thought process of you fucking dick riders who can't grasp the concept that this is my top five, not yours, and why you would ask me a question about my top five. Like, I'm confused as fuck. Where's Phil Mickelson? He's fucking on his knees sucking my dick, motherfucker. I don't know where he's at, and I don't give a fuck where the motherfucker's at. God damn, homie. I just fucking explained Jack over Tiger. Alexander Hossman. Do you motherfucker, are you retarded, homie? I gotta be honest. Are you retarded, Ale Alexander Hossman? Are you fucking retarded? You and Keith Westbrook, are you retarded? I'm curious. I just want to ask a question. I think retarded is a great American word. They tell me I can't say it, but I'm going to continue to say it. So... Are you fucking retarded or just stupid? I gotta, I gotta know. There's it. There is a difference. There is a difference between retarded and stupid. Retarded is you're born that way. It's kind of fucked up. Stupid is just what we are today. You motherfuckers are stupid because you sitting here telling me after I explain exactly why I have Tiger listed as second, then you ask the question. Oh, man, you make me drink quicker than I want to drink. 
That's the fucking problem. This is why I drink. Because some of you motherfuckers are out there in our world. And I, ha- and I know that you're in our world. And you're stupid. And it bothers me that we have this many stupid humans in the fucking world. And you guys come in the show. Like, God damn it. I wish I wouldn't know you existed because then I would think better about a fucking humans. God damn. I'm not even going to answer the question. So, you know. Yeah, Watson has fucking eight majors, okay? So he's, he's, if people don't think he deserves to be on there, then you're fucking stupid. So, um, commitment means nothing. I don't know if Alan's in here. Commitment means absolutely nothing. Um, it absolutely means nothing. The kid from, the kid from Los Alamitos High School quarterback, Malachi, he's down here in, in, from L.A. here. He's committed to USC, okay? He's committed to USC, and he is taking a visit this weekend to Texas A&M, Okay? A lot of you guys don't think it's a big deal. It is what it is. It's all good. We get it. Um, see, I see a problem, though. And you guys don't because you're not very smart. And the bottom line is the problem is there's no commitment. And if you commit to something, then you should say, okay, this is what I know commitment means. And I'm not going to Texas A&M. Why would I do that? So basically you're on your you're at your bachelor party and basically you're like, you know what, even though that's my girl, I would never want to hurt her, I'm gonna fuck everybody at this bachelor party until I get married. See, that's the equivalence to this. And uh Man, it's unfucking believable, dog. Don't commit then. That's the that's what I'm saying, Kenny. Don't commit at all. Don't commit if that is what you're going to do. See? Just just leave your shit open. Don't commit and go about your business. The kid now is... See, I'd be looking at him sideways. And if I was at C, I'd tell him to get fucked. And that's the problem. We don't hold nobody accountable no more. There's no fucking repercussions. There's no consequence to your actions. Um, you can do whatever you want to do. And... Um, and then we're still going to suck your dick and get you back here. That's what we're trying to do. That is the problem in America right now. I'm just telling you right now. It's all about transfer portal. Me and my agent actually sat down yesterday. We went to go see Braden Fajoko, actually, who's been on the show. Uh, San Diego Chargers practice. My agent represents a few players from the Chargers. We went out to Chargers practice uh, and went out to eat afterwards. And we were talking about this very thing. We were talking about this very thing. And one of my agents, the younger one, who actually played for the Dallas Cowboys, he was one of the last barefoot kickers. Uh, I'm going to do my, my top five barefoot kickers, by the way. John Baker is his name, one of my agents. He was actually the last barefoot kicker. Uh, played for the Cowboys, won a, won a Monday night game against the Giants on Monday night football. Uh, played arena football with me. Uh, he's from Bakersfield. Great dude. He, he is on the side that the kid should be able to do whatever he wants. The older person that owns the company, Paul, great dude, shout out to ProStar, uh, 
um, agency. Paul believes that he believes in me. He believes that how I believe. This is the thing. How can you allow a kid at 17 years old to make his full decision? You know what I used to pitch to these parents and, and the kid in a, in a recruiting visit in a home? I said, let me ask you, son, who's making the decision at the end of the day? Oh, I am. Really? You are. So how old are you? I'm 17. Really? You're making a decision. The most critical decision of your young life that's going to affect your life growing going forward, you're about to make it yourself right now. Yes, sir. Really? So let me ask you something, son. Have you paid a light bill before? No, sir. Have you put a kid through college? No, sir. Have you paid a mortgage? No, sir. Have you drove a fucking car in traffic for hours upon hours? No, sir. But yet we want to give the car keys to these kids before they even learn how to drive. I just want that to sit in with you. I want you to understand the ignorance in this. And I want you to understand that there's grown folks out there that believe the kid should be able to make his own decision. So even taking it further, we're, we're still discussing this at, at lunch. And he says that the kid gets sold a car by this, by this coach, which I agree. Coaches sell these kids dreams and pipe dreams, right? Again, I put it on the kid who has most likely a single mother, which is a horrible stigma and stereotype, but that's what it is. And the single mother really doesn't know the business and don't know the value of this business like a man would that played the position or the sport or played some type of sport. Even if the woman played sports and ran track, and I get it, she understands the dynamic of the totality of sports, she still don't know how this football game is worked out. It's different. And no knock on all you single moms out there. No knock on you at all. But... Please understand, it takes a man to raise a man. A woman struggles to raise a man or turn a boy into a man, even though she wants to continue to say she can do it. It's hard on a woman to raise a boy into a man. It's just hard. It's not in their DNA. Because women are more forgiving. Women are more lenient. Women have a softer spot. And... When it comes down to doing things that are cutthroat, they need a man in their life. That is just the real shit. I'm sorry. It's not a, I'm not being sexist. I'm not trying to do anything like that. I'm just straight up telling you the facts of a kid that wants to go and go play this gladiator sport, which is not gladiator sport no more. Um, we're going to get into guardian fucking helmets here soon. But... A mother and a son bond, Lucy, to me, is a much more intimate one as far as a son protects the mother at all costs. That's what should happen. But the mother should not protect the son at all costs. You get the difference? That is how I look at it. I think a, a son should protect the mother like it's a, it's it, she's his queen princess forever and ever. That's just what it is. But see, a, man, a boy can never learn how to do that unless he's raised by a man. Have you seen the sons turning in their mothers in court like an, at an all-time rate, snitching on their mothers? Have you seen this alarming shit? The fact that it's happening is because the father wasn't there to raise the kid and teach him this is how you do things. We protect the mother at all costs. 
Furthermore, stating that when you get older, young man, young boy, you now understand how to treat a woman, how to be with a woman, and how to fucking be a man and do cutthroat things. See, we don't decommit if we commit as a man. There's no such thing as decommit. So this whole narrative about ladies raising babies and boys, it's just not a real thing. I'm just telling you. I'm sorry. It's not. But having said that, we had this full discussion. One of my agents think the kid should be able to do whatever he wants. Even after he chose to go to the school and got there and is not playing, he should be able to transfer. And I said, well, what are we teaching these kids then? He said, coach, they should be able to do what they want. And I said, I don't believe they should. They haven't earned the right to do what they want. And by do, by saying that, John, and giving them this fucking open-ending, open uh, never-ending, basically, opening of doing what they want, they're going to continue to abuse the privileges that we had to earn growing up as youngsters in my generation. They'll never learn how to have and create tough skin. They'll never learn any accountability at all. They don't even understand they're responsible for their own teammates, little or less accountable for anything else. And you're allowing them to have a free pass and do whatever the fuck they want to do. That is where I struggle. I don't believe they should be able to do whatever they want. I believe they should be able to have to sit at that school for two years and make prove to you and me that the coach is absolutely fucking them politically. See, these kids are getting beat out by better players and lack a competitive edge and fight and grit and want to enter the transfer portal. And one of my agents thinks that's how it should happen. My other agent said, no, I believe it happens like me. We should earn the right to transfer or have a validity, have a valid point as to why I should transfer other than I'm just not playing. I'm going to tell you right now, just like I told him yesterday and he got quiet. I'm going to tell you, because I'm a coach, he's not. He's an agent. I understand that there's a huge difference. I'm going to tell you the single reason why kids enter the transfer portal. You want to hear why these kids enter the transfer portal? This is why. The kids enter the transfer portal because of this. Me and Kanye are both four-star recruits. We played high school football together. Kanye goes to LSU. I go to Alabama. Stay with me on this. I go to Alabama. Kanye goes to LSU. We're both four stars. Okay. We're both four star players. Kanye goes to LSU and starts. He starts as a freshman at LSU. I go to Alabama and I have to redshirt. I'm not good enough. And this is the single reason why. You see them into the transfer portal. And here's why. The scenario I just told you. And peer pressure of social media. And them being inferior to each other. With having these egos. Because they were the mess guy in 7 on 7. And they did this. And now on social media. Everyone's saying Kanye starts. You sit the bench and had to red shirt. Guess what he does dog. He has peer pressure, anxiety, and enters the fucking transfer portal because he feels a certain type of way because all his homies on social media are clowning him because Kanye starts at LSU. 
I had the red shirt at Alabama. We were both the guys in high school. We're both four stars. And you're hearing it from me, a coach who knows and has his thumb on the kids and understands the heartbeat of the landscape. I This is why they entered the transfer portal. And one of my agents saying they should be able to leave at any time and me saying, no, they shouldn't, is because that is the deal that's going to change it. Keep them and make them earn their fucking keep. Let them develop some tough skin. They're not going to be the CEO their first year on the job when they get out of playing football, man. Like, I don't understand how that's a hard concept. Like, do you expect to just go into Microsoft and be the fucking CEO day one? That's why this is how I equate this. And by telling them that they can transfer open-endedly and and not have an issue, this is where I say we're failing the kids. We're setting them up for failure. We're failing them at an all-time rate. And I just want to give you my little rant right there because that's a conversation we had yesterday. And the other one was, I don't believe Mike Leach, Charlie Weiss, These coaches who never played the game will ever win anything of substance, will never win a meaningful game. They'll never win a meaningful game. So John disagreed again. My older agent, Paul, agreed. Not older, he's 55, but he agreed with me. He said, I believe you have to have played to really get through to it to be a great leader and winner in football. Charlie Weiss was a good OC for a man that played, who obviously is the most best, the best coach of all time, Belichick. When Charlie Weiss went on his own, he was an absolute disaster and horrible. He dis, he he argued with me that Mike Leach took jobs in shithole places and won. And I said, "What did he win?" He said, "Well, he didn't win a Natty. I get it, but he he did better than anyone else." And I said, "I don't agree with that." Because there's guys that are getting that aren't getting the job in this so-called small shithole town that Mike Leach has coached in. By the way, Washington State in Pullman is a small shithole town. Okay, but it's a fucking power five school. Give me Pullman and Washington State and watch the talent level go like this. Go let me be in Lubbock. And go take Texas Tech over and see the talent level go like this. Don't give me the fucking excuses that these are shithole towns, dog. How about Compton and fucking Independence, Kansas or Long Beach Cabrillo or fucking anywhere else I've ever been that has had dirt tracks, no weight room, no facilities. And guess what? I've sent 27 motherfuckers to the NFL out of those shithole ass schools. So don't give me a D1 polo in a shithole town and talk about shithole towns to me. So I don't want to hear that shit. And he got quiet again. And I'm like, look, I'm not here to say I'm the best fucking philosopher ever. I'm not saying that. I'm asking you why your ideologies and philosophies are how they are. Because if you haven't coached or played at a high level, it's going to be different than a person that actually played and coached at the high level. And you have to have a fucking... It factor when you walk in the locker room and have a bunch of grown men looking at you and saying, shit, even in high school kids, I think at any level, Dominic, 
I don't believe if a nerdy fuck with glasses walked into a high school locker room full of inner city kids, even in even even all white kids, I don't give a fuck what kid it is. And he said, and they know right fucking from the jump, he never played football. He never played football. Do you think they're going to fucking listen to anything he says or run through a wall for this guy? There's no fucking way. I'm just sorry. That's just how it is. That is how I equate. That is why I have a fundamental issue with women coaching in the NFL and Division I football. This is why I fucking have an issue. They have no relevance. They have nothing to equate the sport. The WNBA is, a, is, is an equal to the NBA. As far as the rules, the game, everything's the same. Um, I, I have no issue with women coming over from the WNBA and coaching in the NBA because they have an equivalent. I have an issue with the NFL having women coach NFL players when they have, have no equivalent. When the woman has no equivalent to coach Willie Rofe as a left tackle and yell at him and say, fucking, you're, you're kick-stepping. Is, you're, you're totally wrong with your kick-step. You're not kicking for depth. You're kicking for width. We need to kick for depth. So we make sure that DN goes around us instead of trying to swim us inside and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> what girl's going to fucking do that? See, that's the problem I have. That's like me at Macy's doing fucking Mac makeup. I don't belong there. I don't deserve to be there over a woman. And I don't believe a woman deserves to be coaching Willie Rofe over a man. That's not a knock on women. That's not a sexist statement. It's a real statement. And that's where you guys get fucking misconstrued here. You get this thing all fucking twisted that I all coach Brown's an asshole. No, it's the truth. I want to see a girl get the most out of a fucking player in the NFL. When I see it, then I'll be a believer. Till I see it. Please shut the fuck up. Stay in your lane. But Malachi Nelson commits to USC, visiting Texas A&M. I, I just, I don't know why. Absolutely have no reason why. Um, I think this pitcher, I don't know. Roger, the fact that I'm not playing coaching right now is because, number one, I was depicted as uh, in a certain light, number one. Number two, uh, no administrator will hire me or touch me with a six-foot pole because they're scared. And number three, I have no desire, maybe for the accumulation of those two things I just mentioned, I have no real desire. Uh, Tabbed with the soft kids that we have right now, I just, even in the short three and four years that I've left coaching, I just do not see me going to be the same person I am, which I'm not going to change, and then me not being fired in two days. So why even go after it? See what I'm saying? We're so soft. We're turning coaches in for telling them to go fucking be with their rich parents. Like, do you think that I'm not going to be told on? (laughs) That's what we do. We have parents that teach how to tattletale. Let's not get it twisted. We have parents that teach how to be tattletales, okay? So, and a lot of you guys, listen, Kimber and all you guys, I appreciate all you guys. I really do. The bottom line is you have to understand, no, KU would never hire me. No Division I will ever hire me. You have to understand this. 
And it's not how you don't. It's not how you think a regular job works. Okay, you don't just apply online and through Indeed or Monster or whatever the fuck these hiring people are. You don't just apply to four year Division one jobs in the coaching world. Okay, they usually know who they want and contact them. Okay, so please understand this is how it works. And Ku has a good friend of mine as a coach actually, um, and Ku is a tough tough place. I would love to go to to Lawrence and. Bring different players there. Because that's what they need. They need difference makers. <laughs> so it is what it is. Always politics, man. Always. Um, this picture right here of uh, Kyler Murray. Um, if I knew how to do like better artwork. It should say right over the top of this picture. It should say, fellas, hit me up. I don't have fucking homework anymore. <laughs> because apparently the Arizona Cardinals took out the fucking independent study clause from Kyler Murray's $230 million contract and basically says that it was a distraction to the organization. Um, fuck. Me, you got to be kidding me. You got to be shitting me. The Cardinals look like a bunch of, it looks like a fucking clusterfuck. The Cardinals look like an absolute clusterfuck. Um, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. Um, I'm going to break down real, real quick uh, before I break down that you should make sure that you have a hard dick this weekend if you were going to be with your lovely lady. Listen to my Bluetooth ad. Proud sponsor of the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast is Bluetooth. Head on over to Bluetooth.com. Being intimate with your partner should be the best part of your day. When you get to have it, don't let whatever happened during your day get in your head and ruin the fun. The Chewables from Bluetooth.com can make your day a better one it'll make sure you're able to perform at your best when you get the opportunity to have fun every man wants a winning team front row seats to the big game and a partner to heat things up in the bedroom blue chew can help with the last one make sure you head on over don't be a slap dick get you some blue chew use it today you don't want to be laughed at in the bed gentlemen and your ladies don't want to go chase somebody else down because you can't get it up. Head on over to Bluetooth.com. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and tell them that I sent you. Get you $5 off shipping using the promo code BELIEVE. And you can receive your first month free. Bluetooth.com. Tell them I sent you. Peace. Lucy loves blue chew. Um, Lucy, I appreciate you. Shout out to Lucy. Um, Coach Ruble, what is going on, man? I appreciate you coming on in, man. I know you uh, bought some slapstick whiskey and vodka. How'd you like it? Uh, you can call in if you want, man. We can always chop it up. You're a member now, man. Much love to you. You can call in, ask anything you want. He asked any advice for a coach trying to get into the college ranks, uh, any division. First of all, 
I don't know how well you're known in the high school ranks, okay? So number one is if you don't go straight be a GA right out of playing and you try to chase a league, you know, trying to chase a playing career or whatever, um, you got to start over. You got to go back to high school. Now, if you go out of college and you go straight to uh, college to become a GA after your playing career, then you got to step in the, in the right direction. You're in the mix. You're in the game. So if you're trying to get recognized because nobody in college knows who you are, then I can give you two recommendations, but they're not recommendations. They are must-dos, okay? This is the only way you can get out of the high school level into the college level. And here it goes. You got to have the best players in high school football, wherever you are, whatever city you're in. You better have the best fucking players. Number two, you better have classes for them, get them graduated, and have opportunities for the four-year schools that need a favor in the classroom. You better have the plug for them. I know, let me back up. I used to tell my coaches, and they used to trip out. They used to trip out. They would sit there, and it never resonated with them when I said this. But I I would tell them two things. I would tell them one thing is, first of all, you all get hired. Because I hired you. You all get hired. Okay? I get fired. They don't understand that. You guys don't understand it either. Y'all get hired. I get fired. Even though I hired you. (laughs) Let that sink in for a second. Number two. If. People always want to say. You know what? It's comical listening to young coaches talk about who they know. Oh, man, I know, I know, I know, I know Steve Sarkeesian. Coach, I know you know a lot of them. I know you know a lot of them. TJ will tell you. Coach, I, I, know, I know you know everybody. No, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. And everybody in here listening is like, what do you mean, Coach? Let me explain something. And it's, and it's really fucking makes you, it makes you sit there and be like, damn. Especially Coach Rubley that asked the question. I don't know any of them. They all fucking know me. Let that sink in, Coach Rubley and all you coaches out there. Fuck knowing any of them motherfuckers. I don't want to know them. They know me at an alarming high rate. Every single fucking, well, now, of course, the show, every coach in America knows me. Every coach in San Diego Chargers knew me yesterday. So I'm just telling you, that show is a little bit too big. They don't know me only because I got the dogs, though, Kanye. They know me because I got the kids graduated and got class hookups for every single swinging dick. So if Pete Carroll needed one of his own kids a class or get a grade to get his own kid eligible at USC. Guess who they came calling? 
my motherfucking ass because I had built a reputation that I had to hook up on classes. I was going to get you classes. I was going to get you a hookup. I'm going to get you graduated or I can help your kid out. Now, if you fucking have to get a favor from me, I need a favor too. And you know what that means? I got your number one whiteout eligible, Coach Carroll. I need you to take one of my kids. Well, JB, I don't know if he can play for me right now. I know, I know he can't. I still need you to take him. What does that do? What does that do? It gets kids to transfer into my school because I got a kid to USC. So I'm giving you guys some real game right now that I shouldn't be giving a lot of you motherfuckers, but this is all game, free game. Take it up, soak it up. If you don't have it, you better rewind this motherfucker and record it. But anyway, I'm going to stop giving you guys free game. But let them learn who you are. Get to know, fuck knowing them. Let them know who you are. They know me. I don't know them. I don't want to know them because they need me. I don't need them unless they're hiring you as a position coach or a coordinator, Rubley. You don't need them. That is the mindset you have to have. Why do you think I was such an asshole with these guys? Because they're not hiring me. These motherfuckers ain't hiring me. So let that set in, okay? Um, if they were hiring me, it would be a total different conversation. But they're not hiring me. So guess what? They need me for my kids. I don't fucking need them. I'm not getting a job from them. So it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, um, Jeremiah, by the way, I never got a package, brother. So I don't know where that shit is. I hope it's on dry ice. I never got it. So I hope you got tracking on that. Um. Let me know, because I know you said it was coming last night. I never got it. Um, yeah, go be different, Coach Rublick. Go be different, man. Go get some class hookups. Find out who has the hookups. Go get them. Get the best fucking kids in, in town. And I'll be honest with you. If you're at a high school, you got to get a, to be a coordinator or a head coach. And then if that's the case... Then you need to go maybe go to a JUCO or whatever. I'll tell you like this. If you just want to coach four-year ball, Division twos are hiring dudes all the time, I'm pretty sure. It's a little easier to get into a D2 than it is a D1. Um, but you're still probably going to have to gratis GA or something. I don't know how old you are. But if you want to coach Division one, don't ever go Division two. You'll be stuck. Remember, Division One. don't recruit Division Two, or Division Three, or NAIA, okay? So just understand that. They recruit JUCO and high school. So if you want to go Division One, you need to stay at a JUCO or at a high school. Very few guys go Division Two and bump up to Division One. It has to be so by the luck of the draw that you end up meeting the right Division One guy at a convention or at an AFCA meeting or something, and he hires you because they'll never know who you are at a Division Two. So I'm just giving you guys some game. If you want to go Division One, you better have you the best high school players or the best JUCO players. 
Okay, I'll check it, Jeremiah. Do I got to pick it up, Jeremiah? Is that the deal? I got to go pick it up? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, do I prefer coaches that can develop talent or coaches that are more X's and O's? Oh, fuck, coach. X's and O's mean diddly shit to me. Anybody can call X's and O's. Anybody can can call X's and O's. Anyone can call plays. There's so many play callers out here, man. There's so many play callers out here in the world. Um, you need motherfuckers that'll run through a wall for you. You need go-getters, recruiters that'll bring me dudes. Fuck calling plays. You guys are... That's why I stopped the coaching show. Everybody wants to do X's and O's. I'm not about that. I can call plays with anyone in the country. I think I know more football than anyone in the country when it comes to offensively being innovative, creating my own shit for years and years and years and years. And I think I can coach with anybody. And I think any Division One coach that knows me will talk to you and tell you, damn, you don't understand. The show didn't tell you anything about JB because JB's a hell of a fucking X's and O's guy. That's what I was for my whole life. I was a recruiter that can call plays and implement plays and install plays and create plays to beat defenses. Then when you become a head coach, you have to relinquish something. Now, I still was the OC as the head coach. But it took shit away from my time. So you know what? I started to dumb down my offense so it would be more vanilla and it's easier to install and just get the best players in the world to run simple things and simple verbiage and simple concepts that can create and run versus anything. We can run any play. My passing game goes against any coverage. So if it's a zone coverage, we have a zone breaker. If it's man, we have man beaters. They're built into one concept. A lot of guys don't have that. Oh, well, coach, I, I, I can't stand when a coordinator comes over and I, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? It's third and 10, coach. You know, expect some zone coverage. Why you got rub routes built in? Oh, coach, well, it's a man beater. I'm expecting man and we got fucked. No, my, my shit don't get fucked. I dictate to you. You don't dictate to me. See, that's when you become a good coordinator and become a good play caller. If I have rub routes built in, guess what? I got a zone breaker in the motherfucker too. So if we get zone that you didn't expect, I got a zone breaker in the motherfucker. And if we got man, then we got the rub route built in. You can't just have a man concept only and expect them to run the coverage you think they're going to run and gamble. We're rolling dice here now. Fuck no. You fell in the kids. Anyway, we turned this into a coaching show today. Um, so X's and O's are very, very, you can find them anywhere. I can find any swinging dick out here. One of these homeless motherfuckers that has Venmo on their cell phone can call plays. Okay. That has nothing to do with the keys of the nuts and bolts of a fucking infrastructure that needs to be conducted and ran on an everyday basis. Those are the guys I need. I need motherfuckers to check dorms and shit. <laughs> I need motherfuckers to make sure kids ain't going to jail. I'll do all the rest of the shit. I need you to make sure you got a relationship with these kids and they want to come to practice every day and go to school every day and love the sport. That's what I need. I don't need my fucking call plays. Fuck call plays. I call peanut butter and jelly, dog. We'll fucking go and defeat it. Just keeping it real. 
A lot of you guys don't grasp that concept, but it is the real concept. Um, I got my top five players who will absolutely, you will absolutely remember after this season. I'm going to share that with you real quick. Um, You are going to recognize or be introduced to these five kids this year in the NFL. Here we go. Ticking at the bottom. Number one, Zach Wilson. You all know who he is already. Him and his mom got the scandal going on with who the who's fucking who and the MILF and the DILF and the fucking slapdicks and the dicks and all that. Zach Wilson's going to have a breakout year. Hopefully it's passing to my receiver, Jermaine or, uh, Calvin Jackson, and hopefully Jermaine Johnson on the other side of the football is getting him the ball back, right? Two of my kids on the Jets. I got to root for the Jets. Zach Wilson is going to be a guy you remember after this year. Amari Rodgers, if you don't know who Amari Rodgers is, wide out for the Green Bay Packers. I think he's going to have a hell of a year, a breakout year. You're going to find out who he is real quick because he has the best ball spinner throwing him the football every single day. Amari Rodgers is a guy to look for and remember. Divine Diablo. I don't know if you, if you know who that is. He is a hybrid backer slash stand-up guy who can run like the wind. He's lateral. He can move. He's got hips. He plays for the Raiders. He's a hybrid linebacker. Um, Divine Diablo. He's a guy you're going to know if you don't know who he is. He is a dude. Just stay tuned. Quiddy Payne, if you don't know who that is, he's on the opposite side of another freak in the Indianapolis Colts. He's going to be a guy that reps, wrecks shop this year when the other guy, their star, is getting double teamed. Quiddy, Do- Quiddy Payne is going to wreck shop. You'll know who he is after this year. And Nick Bolton um, obviously had a good year. Everyone kind of started to recognize who he was. Um, and uh, he's a guy that is very athletic he'll hit you in the mouth he's a squatty body that can run literally laterally um he's a hash defender um he can fucking carry anybody vertical run with their best guys to the carry him to the safety he could do a lot of different things in that defense i believe those guys are the five guys you need to watch out for or learn who they are because you're going to recognize who they are after this season um so, you know, that's what it is. Now, I'm going to get into uh, – I'm going to break down Baker Mayfield real quick because I want to show you some things. Since we're talking football, I might as well keep it going. I want you to watch this video and pay attention. So I'm going to show it a few times because I can't share the screen with you and watch it, but I want you to watch it. So we'll watch it one more time, take a look at it, and then I'll explain to you some things as we continue to watch it. He's on the left-hand side, by the way, wearing number six, okay? Okay. There's so many things to dissect into this. Number one. Oh. 
He's throwing a 14 to 12 yard curl, okay? And his eyes are down the middle of the football field as if he's holding the defender to stop the curl with his eyes. Well, he wouldn't be holding the, the, the free safety with his eyes for a curl route. He'd be holding the flat defender or the inversion of a safety who's coming down into that hole with his eyes if he were really a good quarterback. So if you watch his eyes, he's looking straight down the middle of the field like if it's a one-high look or if it's a two-high look. I don't know. He's trying to hold a safety to throw a curl route on the hash or on the numbers, and that safety will never be able to stop that curl route. His eyes need to be on the flat defender in the alley so he can move him, manipulate him to throw this curl. Hopefully they have a flat route with it or, or, or some other things going on that they can manipulate the fucking flat defender and throw the curl. So watch his eyes go straight down the middle of the field again. And then I want you to watch his lead shoulder. His lead shoulder, if he's a right-hander, his lead shoulder is the, the, the shoulder that's opposite his arm. So if his lead shoulder is high, the ball is going to come out high. If his lead shoulder, which I tell my quarterbacks, put your face mask on your shoulder pad, keep the lead shoulder down, so now I can see peripherally, I can see everything. When the shoulder's high, now guess what? My helmet, my face mask, is going to stop me from seeing over here. When my shoulder's down, I can see now without having to turn my head a lot. I can move you with my eyes, subtle movements, little, little shoulder movements. I can do those things if my lead shoulder's down. Watch how high his lead shoulder is. And then again, when your lead shoulder is high, it costs you to transfer your weight from back here to move it forward. Well, guess what happens? When your lead shoulder is high, you get stuck on your back foot. The ball gets thrown from here. Look at my platform on my, on my, my elbow platform is low. The ball is going to go high. It's going to flutter. And then at the very end, I want you to watch his drop and how lazy it is. His drop is very lazy. And why does that matter, coach? Because a slow drop generates a slow arm. It generates slow mechanics. It generates bad body language. And if a quarterback's body language isn't correctly in line, every single snap, like a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, all these big-time guys who are accurate and tremendously gifted with their mechanics, Peyton Manning, uh, I can go on and on. Troy Aikman was about as mechanically tight as you could be. All those guys have one thing in common. The ball's accurate. They manipulate with their eyes. And their feet never get crossed up. And they fucking are in their five-step drop fucking this fast. And look at his drop. And when you're lazy and you have a low, slow drop, all your other mechanics become out of whack. You get a high shoulder. You get a low platform. You have to transfer your weight slowly. Balls flutter. They come out high. His quarterback coach makes millions of dollars. He's a fucking idiot. These guys are being coached horribly. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, all these fucking personal trainers, Quincy Avery, all these fucking slapdicks who know nothing. They inherit these dudes and claim the fame. They are the worst possible human being to be associated with a sport that actually knows how to do the right shit. 
NFL quarterback coaches, for the most part, are 99% better than these fucking trainers that these slapdicks hire and want to make sure they have Instagram videos of it. Everything I explained to you, just watch the video one more time. And why is he hitching? He's hitching to throw a fucking hitch or a curl anyway. He, 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 Baker Mayfield is fucking garbage. And I don't know how many times I got to tell you this. I've been breaking this down for years. I've been telling you motherfuckers he's shitty. Why do we have to keep... Uh, the Quincy Aviary interview was horrible, TJ. He's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Um... No, Sam Darnold's not worse. I'm sorry. Sam Darnold's been in horrible situations. Give Sam Darnold Cleveland's roster last year and see what happens. I'm just telling you, Baker had the opportunity. He pissed it down his leg. He had number one, one of the best rosters in football. Okay? If you put fucking Tannehill in the Cleveland, they're probably in the Super Bowl. That's how bad it is. And Tannehill's not a great fucking quarterback by any means. That's how fucking bad Baker is. What do I know? Anyway, I'm going to break down my um, fearsome foursome of the day, right? My uh, Today's foursome quarterbacks. I broke down Aaron Rodgers the other day. Um, I'm going to break um, down today Mac Jones, okay? I'm going to get into Mac Jones. Um, Mac Jones threw for 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 picks. Not great numbers by any stretch of the imagination, right? Not any by any stretch. Uh, he also had 130 yards rushing, which is a good thing for a guy that doesn't move well. He's not a great athlete. I think Mac hits a wall of sorts this year, though. Uh, I think the Patriots will struggle on offense with the lack of playmakers. I think a guy who doesn't have a huge arm and his feet are average to slow, um, is going to struggle year two in the NFL. That is what Mac Jones is. Okay. Um. So having said that, I, I he is with the best coach in football, but the method to the madness scares me a bit at this stage. Uh, I I think Mac suffers a bit this year, not only with the coordinator on offense and who they're using on offense and all that type of shit. Um. You know, I think Mac Jones struggles. I think Mac Jones struggles mildly this year. I think New England's going to struggle mildly. I don't believe they're a very talent-rich roster, especially on offense. I think their defense will still be okay. I just don't know what they're going to do on offense. It's very, very. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be shocked if New England balls out, and then obviously it just solidifies who Bill Belichick is, right? So I'm never going to put anything past Belichick. I'm never going to put anything past them as far as what they're going to do. But 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 Matt Matricia on offense with Joe Judge, I just don't know. Uh, Belichick's that good. He is that good. I believe he is the greatest coach. But at the same time, you got to have Jimmy's and Joe's 
to beat X's and O's. I don't care what you say. So, I got Mac Jones struggling this year. Joe Burrow goes to the Super Bowl last year in his second year after a knee surgery. Uh, toughy, tough, nutty, gutty winner, competitor, has it factor, was raised in a quarterback household with a coach, a Division One coach, a good coach, good friend of mine, actually, he was coaching at my uh, University of Ohio under Frank Solich for years. Um, Joe's a top three quarterback on my list, no question. He has the it factor, the swag. Players want to play for him, unlike Baker. Um, he loves the game, and nobody needs to ask him to watch fucking film. Okay? Nobody needs to ask him. Um, I think the Bengals will struggle a bit this year as well. Playoffs, maybe. Super Bowl, no. Uh, and remember, I predicted them to go to the Super Bowl last year. So, it's just very hard to return to the Super Bowl in the NFL. It's very, very difficult. Okay? Not a hate. Oh, you're hating. No, shut the fuck up. No, I'm not. Um, I predicted them to go to the Super Bowl last year, and they went. Okay? Um, Joe has a cunning ability to make plays with immense pressure in his face like only the others can, like Rodgers, uh, Brady, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. They also can do those things. Um but can his teammates match his intensity and willingness to win is my question in Cincinnati. And can his defense support him? And will the offense get better? Or will the NFL defenses figure Joe out in year three? I'm a believer in Joe. I think he's the guy. I think they have gotten better on O-line. Um, the receiver's great. We get that. Um, but... It's very, very hard to get better every single year as a youngster unless your roster continues to build. And the char- and the pay- and the Bengals, I don't see them as the new 2000 New England Patriots why they're just going to get better and better and better. They got the old line better, but that's that takes some time now. Just mark my words. I don't think I think Burrow's still going to get sacked. Okay? They're not that fucking good up front. Patrick Mahomes, the gimmick man himself. Threw for 4,800 yards, 37 touchdowns, 13 picks. He ran for 380, two touchdowns. You know how I feel on this guy. He struggles to get through progressions. Andy Reid has to put him in situations that allow him to make one read or just take off and tuck it and run. Um, I don't see it as a sustainable way to win in the NFL or be the GOAT for a long period of time like a Tom Brady. Tom Brady's way still is sustainable and still wins to this day. Patrick Mahomes doesn't. And all you fucking naysayers who know quarterback play better than me is going to say, oh, Cole, you hating. Okay, well, anyway, he's extremely gimmicky. Um once you kill his primary shit, he, he shits the bed. He tries to struggle. He struggles even, even more than he did last year. I think he's going to struggle this year. Um, and I think the Chiefs will struggle. And this will be the beginning of the roster imploding due to paying him too damn much money. The quarterbacks control so much of the roster growth now in the NFL by getting this huge bag. Um... I just don't see guys winning multiple Super Bowls anymore. I don't see it. Um, because the Rams haven't established. Okay, so let me back up. 
Christian Manzi is asking me, why do I see the Rams going back and repeating if I don't see the Bengals? This is why. First of all, I think Stafford is the dude. I think McVay has been there twice now. He has the understanding of what it takes. He has a generational player in Aaron Donald who can stop the offense himself. And they have this secondary to stop any quarterback in the NFL, as you've seen what they did versus Tom Brady and the Bucks. Okay. That is why I think the Rams will get back because the Rams have an offensive play caller that understands what it takes to get to a Super Bowl multiple times. And they have a roster that they have bought into that is better than everyone else's roster. And now they have an organization that understands what it takes to win a Super Bowl and get there. So now they are sustainable for at least a few years. And then you're going to see the Rams roster implode probably next year or the year after because they just can't pay enough guys. So that is why the Rams are different than the Bengals. And remember, the Rams have won Super Bowls before as well. So this franchise is getting accustomed to winning a Super Bowl. They got the swag, the momentum. They're in L.A. They're in SoFi. They got a fucking stadium. They got a crowd now. They got an L.A. base that's loving them. Obviously, they won. You got all this fucking shit going on for them. I believe the momentum is so strong for them right now. They're going to go back to Super Bowl. My opinion. Okay, the fourth quarterback of the day. Um, Matthew Stafford, 4,800 yards, 41 touchdowns, 17 picks. Like I said, Stafford is uh, on a better team. If he's on a better team for half of his career, I believe he's already in the Hall of Fame. I believe a lot of people are talking about how good he is, and he's probably a top-five quarterback of all time. He's a top-five ball spinner of all time. Uh, I think he's tough as fucking nails. Um uh, to me, he's right there with Allen, Rodgers, Mahomes as far as throwing it and skill set. He is a top five ball spinner of all time, like I said. I think he wins another one this year, and people will put him in the discussion as being better than Aaron Rodgers. Just watch. Just watch what I say. If he wins a Super Bowl this year before Aaron, his second one before Aaron, he will be in the discussion as being better than Aaron Rodgers. Because, why, coach? This is why. Because he was in a shittiest organization in football for fucking 10 years of his career, and nobody could see what he could do. Everybody knew he was talented. Everybody knew he was tough. Everybody knew he played every down. But nobody could see what he really could do. And I've been saying it for years. If that motherfucker ever was with a team or an organization that was any fucking good, any good, He'd have already won three or four Super Bowls and been an all-time top five quarterback of all time. And you'd be talking about him with with fucking Tom Brady. But if he gets his second one faster than Aaron Rodgers, you're going to be talking about him as better than Aaron Rodgers. And then everyone's going to say, what, man, if Stafford was in Green Bay, Green Bay would be fucking have five Super Bowls. That's going to be the new fucking narrative and discussion we're going to be having here soon. Watch. And I think Stafford's going to get his second one this year. That's what I that's what I think. So um, the Rams are built to win now, and I think they play the Broncos in the Super Bowl, like I said. And uh, 
I think they're going to play the Broncos in the Super Bowl, dog. That just is what it is. That's what I think. Do I think there's 15 quarterbacks better than Lamar Jackson in the NFL? Um, well, I think Lamar Jackson is as talented as any player in the NFL, not quarterback. Like, I mean, man, I was just having this conversation with my agent. I believe NFL quarterback play is at an all-time low. I believe NFL quarterbacks are at an all-time high when it comes to skill and athleticism. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I just said? And my agents kind of listened and was like, damn, okay, I can see what you're saying. But at the same time, I don't agree. They didn't agree. But again, it comes down to I understand they evaluate talent. They have, eight, they have players in the NFL. They don't have any quarterbacks in the NFL, and I've sent five to the NFL. I, I'm telling you, it's a different ball game. NFL quarterbacks are judged on wins, not running around making plays and not winning football games and looking like, oh, man, he got $250 million, but he can't fucking complete a hitch ball. Baker Mayfield can't fucking throw a hitch. Did you see him? It's, and it's not their fault. College and high school football coaches are making it to where they just want to win football games. They don't give a fuck about the development of the quarterback. They're not training them fundamentally. They're not getting them ready for the next level. Even if I was coaching right now, Ask Allen will tell you, if when I coach my quarterbacks, even though we're in the gun 99% of the time, we did drills and practice under center. I was still going to teach them under center techniques and fundamentals. So if they go to a school or an NFL and they're under center 50% of the time, they knew how to take a snap from center and get away from the line of scrimmage and drop and make their reads and learn how to do things under center. I was going to teach it. We don't do more. We want to teach tempo. We want to go fast. We want to run no huddle. We want to run triple option and RPO. And guess what happens when you get to the NFL? You're on your own. And guess what's happening? Quarterbacks are failing at an all-time rate on their own. Because they're not being coached up and taught the game from a fundamental perspective as far as, okay, read one goes south. What is your second read? Read two, go south. What do you do? Do you throw it away? Do you tuck it and run? Do you have a third primary receiver in the concept? This is what's not being taught. And if you look at Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, fucking Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, they're all doing the same shit. They hit their drop. Patrick Mahomes is included in this. They hit their drop. They don't like number one. Tyreek Hill's double team. Guess what they do? Oh, Kelsey's gone. I'm running. I'm going to make a gimmick play. I'm going to escape the pocket. What does Tom Brady do? One's gone. Tom Brady is in the pocket like this. And he's steadily moving his feet. He is not escaping the pocket. So Tom Brady's in the pocket and he sees one go down. He moves his feet up about a half an inch. He sees two go down. He moves his feet up the pocket another inch. He sees three go down. He either throws to his back, Leonard Fournette, who had 80 catches, or he throws it away. 
There's no need for your franchise guy to run 40 yards and possibly take a hit after you just paid him $200 million. Let me break something down real quick. You know why Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten paid? Do you want me to tell you? First of all, I have coaches that coach there. Number two, I know the game and know why he hasn't gotten paid. Do you want to know why he hasn't gotten paid? This is why. Because Lamar Jackson is a freaking nature athletically. But the Ravens know he can't throw the football to save his life on a consistent level. Sure, he can throw to Hollywood Brown over the top off a play pass when everyone's in the box and there's no fucking safeties. Sure, we get it. But let me tell you why they're not paying him. General management and ownership is looking down on Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, and they're saying, John, our whole offense is predicated off Lamar Jackson. Our backup quarterback is Lamar Jackson. RG3 we had as our backup. He's gone now. We have now we have the guy from uh, Penn State, McSorley. He's a guy that can just do the same things, not at the same level, but he does the same things. Offensively, we are fundamentally the same if Lamar Jackson goes down. They're the only team in the NFL that is built that way. So if you look at Justin Fields, he gets hurt. Who's their backup? Fucking big, white, slow guy, right? You look around the NFL, it's built that way. The offense changes when the athletic quarterback goes down, okay? Not in Baltimore. The offense stays exactly the same. Baltimore. So just so you know, Tyler Huntley's there. Exactly. Another guy built like Lamar. Athletic. Can run RPO. Triple option. Their whole roster is built to run the same offense. Unlike any other NFL roster. So having said that, let me explain something as why he's not getting this bag. They're looking down and asking Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, hey coach, are we sold on this guy? Because if not, we have to restructure our entire roster. We have to go get big, strapping, long quarterbacks that are fucking second and third string NFL quarterbacks who's going to come in and throw the football. And we got to get rid of Huntley. We got to get rid of McSorley. We got to get rid of this whole fucking offense that we do. Now we got to go get some wide outs and some and keep our backs if we can. But we can't be this pound, pound, 32 personnel team that runs play action and RPO and triple option. So. We can't pay Lamar right now, coach. We have to get it, hear it from you. Is this the guy? And if he says no, that he's not going to get the bag. I'm just telling you, he's not going to get the bag. And because they have too many roster f- spots, they have to build a completely different roster. Now, if he says, here's the deal. Here's the second reason why he hasn't gotten the bag. Coach, he's going to get $250 million guaranteed. Are you sure you're going to run the same offense with this guy? Because if he gets hurt, Coach, you, my friend, are fired. And me, as the GM, is also fired. Because the owner just spent $250 million on the single most important player in the game, and he just got hurt running triple option against the NFL players who just as fast as him who can catch him, who run him down. Just like, ask my boy Max Crosby, who ran the motherfucker down. Okay, I'm just telling you, NFL defense guys are different. He's going to get hurt at $250 million, and you are fucked. So let me just give you some insight as to why he hasn't got his bag.
So if John Harbaugh comes back and says, I put my name on the line, my job's on the line, this is what we're going to do, then okay, we'll pay him, coach. It's on you. But if he gets hurt, you're fired. The GM's fired. Everybody's fired. And we're going to start all over, and we're going to take a five, six-year setback and be shitty. That is what is really happening right now. That is why he hasn't got the bag. Now, on the flip side, if you're going to pay Deshaun Watson two fifty, and he's a pedophile, predator, fucking grooming, fucking weirdo creep, micropenis having fuck, then you better fucking pay Lamar Jackson, who's never had a fucking issue off the field, who's a great-ass kid, high character, fucking good human, freaking nature in the locker room as an athlete, and, 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 and teams love him and want to play for him. Now, receivers don't want to play for him, but other guys do. So then he deserves the money over, the, over fucking Deshaun Watson. He deserves the money over a motherfucker that wants to play Fortnite. So that's my thing. If you're going to pay those other guys and set the market this high, Lamar Jackson needs to be the trendsetter because he's never fucked up. He's never done anything. He's been an MVP. Either one of those other two have been an MVP. And if you want to put it like that, then Lamar deserves it over all those dudes. But at the same time, I don't believe any of them are worth it because Mark Sanchez has more fucking playoff wins than all of them. Oh, shit. I hate to drop the mic on you like that, dog, but that's just what it is. Like, this motherfuckers, they're not very good NFL quarterbacks. They're great NFL athletes. They're not great NFL quarterbacks. I'm sorry to break the fucking news to you. I'm not hating. I've just given you both sides and scenarios. I think that he should be paid if the other ones got paid. But I don't believe he's very good. So that's my two takes. So take it how you want to take it. There ain't no hating. It's just real. Did Tom Brady win any Super Bowls wide though? Or was it all Belichick? The quarterback has to still make plays on third down and get your uh, keep your defense off the field. Rex Ryan doesn't play. He you know, Mark Sanchez beat Tom Brady two times in the playoffs. Like that's not easy to do. I it doesn't really even matter. It doesn't even really matter why though to me. It doesn't even really matter as far as can you say it's Rex Ryan or, or Bill Belichick or whatever? The players on the field and the quarterback position still have to make a play sometime. Trent Dilfer had to make a play for Baltimore to win the Super Bowl, even though their defense and Ray Lewis was loaded and they were shutting everybody down. He threw a 99-yard touchdown to fucking Shannon Sharp that beat the Raiders to get them to the Super Bowl, which they ultimately won. Trent Dilfer was probably the worst NFL quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Told from 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 mental to physical, Trent Dilfer was probably the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. And I'm just telling you, I think. Let me ask you this: Who's your top five worst quarterbacks ever to play in the NFL? I'll give you number one, and I think I don't believe there's another one worse. Skillful, talent-wise, skill-wise, etc. 
Tim Tebow is probably the worst quarterback to ever play the position in the NFL. Tim Tebow's worst, dog. Tim Tebow is worse than any quarterback to ever play the fucking position. Chris Logan, I just I just explained Trent Dilfer, dog. <laughs> I, I just went into depth about the motherfucker, to be honest. Um yeah, you know, I don't know. That's that's just my that's my four quarterbacks for today. Um, I'm in the show, man. On nah, Jamarcus was a quarterback though. Jamarcus was a quarterback, dog. I I, I argue all day. Jamarcus Russell had much better skill set, talent than Tebow. Tebow won a playoff game, beat the Steelers, threw a strike, threw a touchdown. I get it, but nah, see, but. LaMarcus, Jamarcus Russell was a talented quarterback, though. Tebow was not. Tebow was fucking awful mechanically, arm strength-wise, technical, smart as far as a position. He's not. He was bad. Was bad. Demar- Jamarcus Russell had a, one of the strongest arms of all time. Um, you know... Klingler and Achilles Smith were fucking NFL guys, though. They were NFL quarterbacks as far as talent. Tebow was never an NFL talented quarterback. Nate Peterman was an NFL quarterback as far as talent. Tebow was not. Just telling you, Tebow was not. Tebow does have a playoff win, though. Uh, but I'm just talking about straight skill. Now, if Tebow won Super Bowls and shit, I, I, I'd still say he's the... He, now, Tebow would probably beat Trent Dilfer as far as the worst quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl. If he were to win that, but that's not happening. Um, so let me break this last few piece down, okay? I want to get into being hypocritical, and I want to get to sh- you know showing you why how fucked up we are. I believe that the owners and the organizations, the GMs and the coaches are starting to open their eyes. What do you mean, coach? What I mean is they put a contract that had a stipulation in Kyler Murray's deal. Comes out. It comes out. It's a big deal. And he plays video games, etc. Today, they want to react, renege on it. Basically come out and say, you know what, we've taken it out. Well, you can't just take out that type of deal, number one. Number two means shows kind of tells me that Kyler never signed the original contract, in my opinion, if they could take that out. Because a contract's a contract. It's binding if lawyers signed it and if their people signed it. It's a contract. So he either didn't sign it or they still have an addendum or some sort of fucking thing in place that if he does not watch film and do the things that are expected of him as a fucking $200 million fucking guy, apparently, then he will be fined, null and void, take the money, etc. won't make the money, whatever it may be. But, Coach, what's your point? This is the point. I believe owners and GMs are starting to see these things, and that's why they're putting these contracts together. Because today, if you notice... Zion Williams' contract extension gets put, a stipulation gets put in there. His extension has a weight clause in it. 
I believe that the owners and the GMs are starting to open up their eyes and say, okay, what's going on? Why are we paying these dudes who really have no investment in us, in our fucking money, in our organization? Why are we going to lose money and not bring guys into the stadium if our main talent and attraction don't show up to work like a professional does? I hope is what I'm seeing. I hope that is what the owners and GMs are doing. And I hope that is what we see. Giving my two cents, I hope that that's what's happening. Um, You know, stipulations being removed, but guarantee, I I guarantee it's in something else, I'm just telling you, or it would have never leaked. Um, I think Zion being soft, fat, and unwilling to play for his check has brought up this stipulation for him. So I'm, I'm hoping that these people are starting to see it. And I hope that it starts to change and make these fucking kids understand they can't just not show up and get paid. That's not how the world has worked. Now, it may be the new way of the world, and I'm just going to be like, have to fucking go die somewhere and be quiet. But if that's not the new way, then um, we need to fucking make them earn their fucking check. That's just what it is. Because there's no fucking consequence for their action. So Ben Simmons cannot shoot a layup, miss the whole year, bitch and moan, and then sue the NBA for the money that he didn't get for not working. Let that sink in. (laughs) Let that fucking shit sink in. So that is where I'm at with this shit, man. I just have a fucking fundamental issue. I'm glad that they're putting stipulations in contracts. I hope that they do this. I hope it fucking pans out and these cats understand this is their fucking jobs. This is their job, dog. What else do you have to do? You seriously want to play fucking video games over your job? Then you don't deserve to earn the money. Period. That's just what it is. So that's my take, man. That's how I look at it. Um, You know. It is what it is, man. I'm going to end the audio side. If you want to come on over to the YouTube after hours and the after party, come on over. I won't be here long. I got to get shit done, but I'm going to upload this. Uh, I'm going to upload the audio side, and uh, you guys can call in if you if you wish. Um, I'll put it in the chat, the link, and uh, let me upload the audio first, though. Um but if you want to call in, call in, chop it up. We'll uh, we can we can break down uh, Zion and, and and this other shit, um, or or not. But um, you know, give a shout. If not, I'll be back for Mercy uh, Menace Monday with Zach Smith here on one o'clock Pacific, right here on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. And uh, I appreciate uh, Zach joining me every Monday, and I appreciate everybody joining me back. We'll be back all day, every day next week. So I'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend. Don't be fuck sticks and shit birds. Just be a slapdick. Make sure you head on over to Bluetooth.com, CannabisCBD.com, and BetOnline.ag. Make sure you bet on the biggest female fight in history tomorrow, this weekend. 
Make sure you bet on it. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And if you get some cannabis, and if you want some cannabis, head on over to CannadipsCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. Appreciate you guys, man. Peace. Transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's I make it poor.